Hi and welcome to Personal Finance with Phil Anderson, the podcast designed to give you all the financial advice you'll ever need. This is episode 27 and we're our last couple of podcasts have dealt with mortgages and sourcing help to buy your home in Scotland. This podcast is all about leaving your home behind, at least for a short while, as we focus on saving money for a holiday. So that's coming up. It's one of a collection, a completely free resource. You can tap into a back catalogue whenever you want. Every show works on its own as a standalone feature, but have a listen to them all when it suits you, however it suits you. And then if you'd be kind enough to rate and review us, we'd be very grateful. Hit subscribe as well, and that way you'll get new episodes as soon as they appear, and you'll be right up to date. For our library of money advice shows, search Personal Finance with Phil Anderson on Apple, or wherever you get your podcast. That's Personal Finance with Phil Anderson on Apple or wherever you get your podcast. I'm John Millis, and with me is always the star of our show. It's Phil Anderson. Hi, Phil. Hi, John. How are you? Good, thank you. Holidays are a lovely thing to dream about, uh, but the way things are right now, the idea of getting away seems further away than ever, at least for me, and I'm not a pessimist by nature, but when you think about it, the pandemic making things more difficult uh, in terms of looking after ourselves from a health perspective and a financial one, and then there's Brexit, which at the very least means longer queues and more paperwork. The idea of a holiday anywhere does seem less achievable for most people, but you're going to give me something positive, I hope. I think it's good to have like goals and things you think, oh, I want this in the, the future, and is there's still a lot of doom and gloom just now, but I, I know for me, I love my holidays, so this, this is a great topic for, for me. <laughs> I like having something to look forward to. Um, yeah. I'm, meant to in, I'm meant to be going to Venice in April. Whether that'll go ahead, I don't know. Probably at the minute, I'm thinking more no than, than yes, but if I could get away, oh, it'd be just tremendous, but well, only time will tell whether that'll still happen. So good to have something to look forward to, as you say. It's not a subject which immediately springs to mind when you, you think of a financial advisor um, helping you out. But in real terms, I suppose you start with a goal and then you form a plan, right? Yes, that's it. A lot of financial advisors these days call themselves financial planners. And, and what you're doing is you're, you're planning for, for people's futures. Now, it can be long-term planning, it can be short-term, but yeah, having goals as, as to what you want to achieve is, is great, and that, that's where a financial planner can help, so I mean, it could be that you're just looking to plan for a two-week holiday in Spain, it could be a, a romantic getaway in Rome, or you could be looking to plan that world cruise when you retire, so <laughs> the, look, depending on what your objectives are, that, that's going to have a big, big impact on things. Yeah, I mean, to be clear, this is a goal and a plan of some kind that we're trying to formulate. It's not a magic wand, so presumably there's got to be a certain element of realism attached. I mean, for instance, if all your holidays up until this point have been a great Yarmouth and this year you've been furloughed, there's probably not a lot of point in looking at a Caribbean cruise, is there? I know, definitely. And, and that's it. I mean, like I say, we, we can look at kind of short-term options and maybe things for the, the longer term. I mean, where you put your money for a trip to Spain will differ massively if you're looking to save for, for that world cruise when you retire. But one thing I would say is treat saving money the same as paying a bill and, and commit to a regular sum each month. That, that's the thing. And a lot of people, I know in the past, I used to be bad for a try and save, but I never, I wasn't fully committed to it. And that, that was one of my biggest problems when, when I was younger. But as now, I do treat my savings as almost an expense that goes out each month or saving a separate account. And, and that's a good thing. In this podcast, hopefully we can, can give people some tips on, on how to help them start 
saving for, for their holidays. Well, let's start here. I, I bet a lot of people right now, were you to ask them, would say they just don't have the money to save to go away on holiday. So where where do you find the cash to save for your plan? Is it a matter of making sacrifices and certain other things? Yes, I mean, there, there's a few different options here. I mean, one of the things is you could start small, even just saving your spare change in a jar each week. And then then even at the minute, that's not so difficult. I mean, I've got a big bottle at home and a, a wee savings bank in the, the office. And just now, because nobody's using cash, you're not having the same change. So <laughs> even things like that are more difficult at, at the moment. But I, I think it does work well if you say, right, I've got to try and commit to this amount regularly. That, that can make a big difference over the, the longer term. One, one exercise that I've done in the past, and I, I find this really useful to do, is get three sheets of A4 paper. So three, three blank sheets of paper. On the first sheet, write down everything as it is today. So on, on here, you can write down things like how much money you've got in the bank, how much is in your pension, what loans you've got, how much you're paying out for, for various things. But So sheet one, you start off with all the facts. You, you can do this exercise, not just for, for saving for holidays, but you, you could do it for a lot of things. You might think, right, I want to lose a bit of weight. So you would put your weight down as it is today. So you, you can use this exercise for a number of things. We're mainly using it today for savings for, for holidays. But on sheet two, write down what you want. So on that sheet, you write down things like, I want that world cruise when I retire. I want for me, I'm a big American football fan, so I want to, to go back to, to Denver. I might think, right, I want to go to a Super Bowl. You write down the things that you want on the second sheet. And that that's the one that should excite you. Look at things on there. I mean, di- different people are into different things. For somebody, it might be I want to go to Australia, I want might want to go to New Zealand, I might want to go to the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. It can be a lot of different things that you, you put on there. So that, that's what you write on the second sheet. And then the third sheet is probably the most important one. What you've got to do on that is write down what you're willing to give up to get what's on sheet two. Uh, so it might be, you might say, right, I want to stop smoking because I know that that'll save me so much money per month. I might, For me, my, my big one's spending less on takeaways. <laughs> so I know I have... I mean, I, I'm terrible. I, I pro- at the minute, I probably have a couple of takeaways a week, and because I've got six kids, if they're with me, and I'm getting maybe we usually have a takeaway every second Friday when they stay over. I mean, that, that can end up being 40, 50 quid a pop. So if I'm doing that two or three times a month, that's money. If I say right, I'm going to just cook them their burgers instead of ordering it in for the the local takeaway. That that's something that I could give up to have more money each month. So. Three sheets of paper. Sheet one, write down everything as it is today. Sheet two, write down what you you want. And then on sheet three, write down what you're willing to give up to get that. Because there's that old great saying, it's, um, what is it? If things stay the same, nothing will change. So, and that's exactly what it's like sometimes when it comes to to saving money. Other things people can do that they can look at reviewing their bills and their outgoings. So again, we, we did a podcast on that just recently so that's maybe one that some people could go back to it all depends how much you want something I mean for me another way I could save money is I could walk to work instead of driving I was going to suggest cutting back on nights out but again nights out are at the minute are, are kind of, that, that was one thing I mean some people during this pandemic 
I know there's a lot of people out there finding things tougher. They've maybe got less income coming in, but there there are still an awful lot of people who are now actually got some spare cash because they're not spending as much as what they were. They maybe didn't have travelling costs to work and, and the like. So it is, it's kind of do that exercise is a, an important thing. I, I think if you do that, that'll that'll help a lot of people. Okay, so you've got um, how things are now, and then that sheet one. How uh, what what you would like to achieve, where you'd like to go, what you'd yeah. like to do, where you'd like to get to on sheet two. And I thought you were going to say, I have to be honest, sheet three was going to be like the blueprints of the bank that you were going to, you were going to rob. <laughs> so th- this is how you go about setting a, a budget and, and costs for your goal then, I suppose. Are there any are there any of those handy sort of online calculators that you can use that are dependable as well, Phil? Yeah, the, the Money Advice Service, they've got a, they, on their website, they've got a good budget planner. So that, that's one that I would to urge people to, to take a look at. The other thing as well is when, when you're thinking about a holiday, it's not just the cost of the flights and accommodation. I mean, I, I know when I'm booking a holiday, that's often the main thing that, that I'm looking at is the, the cost of the holiday. But you, you've also got to take into account, right, how much spending money are you going to have? You'll have costs for travel insurance. Do you need holiday clothes? Are you going to hire a car? food and drink when you're away. I mean, I know you get some holidays that's all-inclusive, but yeah, definitely the, the budget in and, and thinking about the costs is, is such an important thing there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we, we know what we want to save for our holiday, and uh, let's say that's realistic. We've included things like excursions, eating out, sun cream even, all of that, because that can cost a fortune. But maybe uh, worth a word on saving on the holiday, Phil. So I don't mean saving while you're there. I mean, getting a good deal on travel costs and accommodation. Any tips there? Yeah, definitely. The, the, the thing I would say, first of all, shop around. I mean, there, there's different places that you can go for, for booking your holidays. You've got comparison sites that, that do that. You've got high street travel agents. You've got smaller firms that, that do travel. Another big one is booking at the right time. I know for me, I... I fly a lot with British Airways. But what I normally tend to do is book when they've got their sale on. So have a look for sales and, and see what deals you, you can get on there. Haggle as well. I mean, you, you'll find with some of the high street operators, what, what you'll find is they can often match online prices. So that, that's another kind of thing to, to do is even try and say, well, look, I, I can get this deal online for a couple of hundred quid cheaper. Can you match that? And quite often they, they will they, I mentioned about the, the sort of travel comparison site. So you've got things like Skyscanner. There's one called Kayak that I've, I've used previously. So they, they're good for just getting a, an idea, places to go, what your sort of costs are going to be. Another thing for, for saving money on the, the holiday is to try and avoid going during school holidays. Yeah. And I know having six boys and any time I've gone away with the kids, it's always a, a fair bit more if you're going away when the, the schools are off. And I know that's not an easy one if you've got kids. And I know, I mean, I know down in England now they're, they're finding parents who take their kids off early. But I, I've done it in the past when the kids are, were younger. But as they get older, you start thinking, well, their education is important. So it's it's a tricky one, is it? I think it's a good, really- a good save there, Phil. It's a good save. Okay, I was just hearing the words, well, I'd hate to fail you as an unauthorised absence, Mr Anderson, but yeah, as they get older, it, it matters more. I suppose a couple of other things that occurred to me, we have in the past when we've been going somewhere, the, the, the good thing about school holidays between Scotland and England is that they don't align. So in summer... 
quite often, if you're on Scottish school holidays, the English schools aren't off. If you were going to fly from an English airport, they haven't actually bumped up their costs yet sometimes in, in terms of uh, going at the same time as everybody else. So you can occasionally make a saving there. Another thing that, that um, crossed my mind, Phil, is I think you've said this before, the idea of not flying or going on holiday Saturday to Saturday, but going, you know, like Wednesday to Wednesday or something similar can sometimes bring like a, a sort of cheaper holiday as a result. Yeah, sometimes just play about with it. Like some of that can pass and tools and see. And I, I know... I mean, in, in the past, I used to get frustrated because when you fly from Aberdeen, it's always more expensive than Glasgow or Edinburgh. And then when you go down south, I mean, you see some of the holiday deals for like London and I'm like, oh man, it's so cheap. Hmm. So that, that was something that used to kind of hack me off a bit. And, and I used to, to kind of go, I, I would, I've flown before from Edinburgh and Glasgow just to save a bit. Nowadays, I tend to think, ah, oh, I want the hassle of going a bit further and then maybe booking a hotel and, and it's all weighing up. I guess it depends on the person's circumstances. I'm lucky now that I think, right, I'll just pay a bit of extra and pay the convenience of going from Aberdeen. Whereas uh, uh, some people, uh, I'd rather save a few hundred quid by driving that three hours and, and kind of doing that. So it, is, it, all, it all depends on everybody's individual circumstances as well. End up calling mates you haven't spoken to in years and saying, hi, how are you? And going through a half-hour conversation only so you get the chance to park your car in their garden <laughs> for, for the fortnight that you're away and you don't have to pay exorbitant rates at an airport. Um, we've spoken before about the fact that, that interest rates are so low and they're not geared to, to help savers. When you're looking to stick money away for a holiday, where's the best place to, to save that money? I, I would say, I mean, if, if it's for short-term holidays... You want money that's going to be fairly accessible. So there, I would look at things like cash ISAs. You're not going to get a great return on on that. So that that's the downside of that. I mean, if you're looking at like a longer term savings. So I mean, I, I I was looking at world cruises earlier. Now I would love to go. Like when I retire, I'm thinking, oh, I'd love to go on one of them. Visit heaps and heaps of different countries. Now, if it was for a longer term thing like that, for me, I would consider thinking, right, a stocks and shares ISA, saving to that kind of on a regular basis. Another thing that, that's worth considering for many is paying money into a pension. So for likes of myself, if I pay 100 quid into a pension, you get £25 tax relief added straight away. And because I'm a higher rate taxpayer, I can claim back a further £25 when I do my, my tax return. So... Because you get the tax relief on the contributions, that makes your savings grow a lot quicker. The downside with with paying money in a pension is that it's not accessible until you get to age 55, or that rises to to 57. So for me, any money going in there, I know I can access that for the next 13 years. But the money that's going in there is money that is for like longer term holidays. So I mean, I I was looking up, I'm 44 at the moment, and I was looking up these world cruises, and just now you're kind of looking at. I mean, there, there was one, it's about 40 grand per person. Wow. A lot of money. So if, if I was to go with a partner or wife, maybe at the time, you're looking at needing for, for that particular one, I'm going to need 80 grand for that kind of holidays. So it's a wee bit different for maybe the, the usual holidays where I go to Tenerife for, for a week, uh, sort of thing. But <laughs> I had a look and I, I went online. There's a really good calculator. The Money Advice Service have got a, a savings calculator. So I went on there earlier and I said, right, 
if if I was to save two hundred pounds per month, and let's say I got a return of seven percent a year, it would take me seventeen and a half years to kind of be able to save up what I need if I was getting a return of seven percent a year. So for me, I'm thinking, yeah, that probably ties in quite well because by then I would be age sixty-one. And then you think, well, okay, well, let's say the investments didn't do so well and I only get 5% a year return on it. It then works out it would take 19 years and 10 months. So almost 20 years. Again, I'd be 64 by that kind of age. So I'm like, that's probably the sort of time that I would like to do it. I was thinking, I was like, jeepers, it'd be hard being away for the kids for maybe three or six months, depending how long you, you went away for. But if I wanted to get that quicker... I also went on and I said, right, let's say I could save £400 a month and we've got a rate of 7%. I could do that in 11 years and three months, but then saving that amount is going to be a lot more challenging. Just now I think, right, could I save £200 a month? Yeah, take make sacrifices. I mean, things like, I mean, if you could say, right, okay, I'll maybe they have such a nice car and that might save me a wee bit of money or less nights out. You, you've got to make the sacrifices to get it. That, that's the thing. And and for me, I, I love my holidays. I, I didn't mind making the, the sacrifices for that. And But it is, it's good just to, to kind of have your goals and say, right, what do I want? And what's the best way of getting there? And that's where a financial planner can come in because they, they can look at, especially your long-term objectives. And if, if you do want to go on that, I, I keep going on about a world cruise. That's probably because that's what I'm thinking about, what I would like. But I mean, that, that holiday, that lifetime when you retire, it doesn't have to be anything hugely extravagant. You might think, oh, I want to go to Australia for a month when I retire. How much is that going to cost? The, the other thing that I would say as well is, I mean, for me to bear in mind, that 40 grand world cruise now is likely to cost an awful lot more in 10 or 20 years' time. So it's taking that into account as well. And I don't want to burst your bubble here, Phil. And I, I genuinely, I genuinely don't. I don't know how much research you've done into cruises. Yeah. But... We decided when we got married, now you're going back 22 years almost, when we got married, that we would go on a Caribbean cruise because we might never, ever have another decent holiday again. And so far, that's borne, borne out to be the truth, I have to say. But we, we took out a loan. I think, it was for, I think it was for 15 grand, and we paid it back over five years, and we went on this Caribbean cruise, and it was amazing. They they say that for every day that you're on a Caribbean cruise, you put on a pound in weight. And the reason the reason for that is you sit down and they say, right, what would you like for your meal? You look at the menu and whatever you order, they bring you out a sample dish of whatever else was on the menu as well. So you end up almost eating the a, a bit of the entire menu and you're doing that three times a day. And then there's like smorgasbords at nights with swans made out of ice carvings, you know, all that sort of thing. You could eat yourself into oblivion. Believe me. But the thing that you have to look out for is on your table, you will have a head chef, you'll have a head waiter, you'll have a wine waiter, you'll have uh, the maitre d' that's going around, you'll have the assistant waiter, you'll have, there's all sorts of people that are going around and every single one of them come the end of the cruise is looking for a tip. Now, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not the world's best tipper. I'm not the world's worst tipper. But you have to bear in mind all the excursions and things that you go on. 
and all all these people looking for tips, you end up almost paying the same again that you yeah. did to go on the cruise in the first place. That's maybe a bit of an exaggeration, but it's a significant amount of money that you end up paying. And they, yeah. they, they know what they're doing. They corral you into the, the dining room and they say, right, so um, just so you know, uh, the recommended amount is, and then you're looking at everyone else at the table and you're thinking, God, how much are they going to pay? Oh, I don't want to look bad. So that, you know, you, you put in a little bit more. It's, it's all that goes on. So not that I'm wanting to burst your bubble about the cruise. It's amazing, believe me. But there are there are certain things that uh, that you have to take into account as well. How much yeah, you prepared to pay for someone folding yeah. your your pillowcase and a nice little uh, swan or something last thing at night? All Mrs. these people Mellis, need tips. Mrs. Mellis is listening to this podcast, and your any spare money you've got's gone. <laughs> <laughs> spare money, there's a thought. Wow. Okay, so listen. Finally, when you do go, wherever it is, you've got to take um, a couple of obligatory photos, right? So if you're lucky enough to be abroad, it's a picture of the pre-travel pint or cocktail that you have in departures. And if it's all sunny, then there's the shot of your own legs in the swimming pool from your sun lounger. And you stick those on Facebook because seeing those drives all your mates crazy with jealousy. Yeah, you've been there. Now's your chance to dish it out. Whenever you go on holiday, if you manage it at all, have a great time. Now, every week, uh, so far as we've covered various topics, Phil's given us a look back over his own life story and how it's been affected by the subjects we've been discussing. So saving for holidays, Phil, you mentioned that here, uh, you really practice what you preach here, don't you? You must have a, a well-drilled saving regimen for your holidays. That's it. See, holidays is just something that I, I love. I mean, I, I used to have a fear of flying. Um, I was awful at, at flying. In, in my office now, I've got a, a picture of a British Airways aeroplane. And I must admit, like now, I, I've kind of gotten over the fear to, to a good extent and I really enjoy the, the whole experience so for me saving for holidays is something that I'm highly motivated for I, I do find like I'm, I'm a sort of person that visual things really have a big impact on me so I've got that picture of the, the or the painting of the airplane in my office but also I, I've got I used almost you could call it like dream boards or vision boards and in my office I mean I've got photos of places that I want to go. So I've got like, one day I'd love to go to Rio. I've, I've always wanted to go to Las Vegas. Next year I've already booked to go to the Super Bowl in Los Angeles. So holidays are a huge motivation for me. And some people are motivated by cars, houses. Everybody's motivated by different things. But for me, holidays is the one thing that really does kind of float my boat. I love the NFL. I love going over to America. I use a company called Touchdown Tips, so I, I shout out to them because I've booked a few <laughs> Ben and, and Touchdown Tips, and they are always excellent. And, and that actually brings more on. I mean, when, when you are, if you are using a tour operator, make sure that they're, they're at all protected, um, and also have good good travel insurance as well. I remember once we we were over in Spain, and um, we all kind of came down with a bit of a bug and an illness near the end of the holiday. It was a bit of a nightmare for me because it was not long after I started up my, my own business and I couldn't really afford to take the time off. But the insurance company was excellent. They, they flew us back, went to come back to Edinburgh instead of Aberdeen. They, they covered all the extra costs of that. We would have actually, had we been happy to come back to Aberdeen, we would have got an extra week's holiday out of it, all paid for by them. Wow. And my partner at the time, she was wanting to do that. But I'm like, no, no, I need to get back and work. If I'm the working, I'm the earning. So... <laughs> 
having good travel insurance is something that, that's really important. I, and I know firsthand, having had that claim on, on that policy as well. We've got a question sort of relating to policies coming up in a minute when we get on to, uh, to your uh, queries, and we'll do that in just a moment. But we all do this bit as well, Phil. You find inspiration through various people that you admire and you love a quote. We've got one that fits our subject matter for this episode and saving money for a holiday. This is from a chap called Dominic Moynihan. Holidays are all different depending on the company and time of your life. And to summarise on this episode, what's our what's our takeaway for this, Phil? I, I remember definitely have spending money. I remember going on holiday once from my mates when I was a young lad, and gee, whereas I run out of money and ended up living, I was living off like cheese sandwiches. Oh. Cut, honestly, I'd even have to cut the cheese as thin as I could just to try and make it last. So. I've been there, I've done it, and I'll tell you, definitely the, the, the key takeaway then would be to, to make sure you save enough, have enough spending money. But for, for me, I would say the, the, the real key takeaway from today is take action. Do that exercise with the, the three sheets of paper, set a goal, go after it. I like as well the, the visual, for me, the visual things. I mean, stick a photo of somewhere you want to go in your fridge. That'll motivate you to think, right, one, I want to get a beach body and they eat heaps of rubbish. <laughs> but also just think, oh, yeah, I want to go there. And I, I do it myself, honestly. In, in the office, I, I've got pictures of, like, sports stadiums I want to go to. I, I want to go to Wimbledon. So, again, that's like a, a travel thing. I have so many. And just by having that goals, it, it's so important. So quite a few takeaways. But for me, take action, do that exercise with these three sheets of paper. And, and I think it will help a lot of people doing that. Uh, Phil is really keen on trying to help you with your financial queries. If you want to email a question to us, please feel free. And as always, we can ask him anonymously if you want to. Uh, let's get on to this week's contact details coming up. I'll give it to you after these. Our first question today comes from Peter in Sterling. And oddly, it's on holidays, like I mentioned there. Just recently, Peter started to see and hear ads on the radio from holiday suppliers offering built-in, sort of supposedly pandemic-proof uh, insurance. Uh, the uh, provider that he's heard was Virgin, I think, Virgin Holidays. And it's a, it's a cancellation insurance that claims that if the pandemic affects your holiday, it will have you covered. Now, he's got money set aside for a holiday, but up until now, he hasn't wanted to risk putting it forward. Is this reliable insurance, Phil? What I would always do as well is check with the providers all their terms and conditions, because I know I, I book a lot with, with British Airways and just now, if they, they've got this policy where they give you a voucher, so they, basically what they're doing is saying, right, you can use that money at a certain date in the future, whereas other people would prefer getting a full refund if, if they couldn't go for, for any reason. So what I would say is definitely check with the, the company that you're, you're booking with. Another tip is to pay on a credit card. So if, if a company went bust, you, you've got... Like you, sometimes it takes a bit of time, but you, you've more protection by paying things on on the credit card. And I did also mention earlier using companies that are at all protected as well as a, another thing. But to, I, I would say just check the terms and conditions with, with who you're booking with and just see what their policy is on everything. Are you noticing um, this sort of supposedly pandemic-proof cancellation insurance coming in increasingly? Is it something that seems to be taking off? I mean, I feel sorry for, for all the holiday companies because in the last year, since about March last year, people have just not been able to, to get away. We a wee spell where things started to open up again. And, but for, for most folk, they just haven't had the same holidays as they've, they've had in the past. And 
I mean, I, I know from looking myself, I mean, you, you go on a lot of the websites and they do come up sort of saying, look, um, if, if anything happens and you can't go, we'll like either move it on to a different date. And I, I booked a trip to Venice in April and they, what they've said is uh, if, it's, if it doesn't happen then, it'll happen April next year. So for me, I, I've already paid for that trip. And yeah, it'd be a pain in the neck if I have to wait another year. But at the minute, I think that's probably the way that, that it's looking. But I, I was happy committing that money rather than getting a refund. I, I had a trip to Lapland that I was meant to go on with the kids in December. And they give us the, the choice. It, it was one of these ones. It was an adult protected one. And, and they actually said, it's like, look, we can rebook you onto the trip for 2021 or we can refund you the money. And on that one, I thought, right, just give me the money back and I'll re. If I do choose to go next year, I'll just rebook it at the time. So it is, I, I would definitely check with, with a provider just to see what all their terms and conditions are. Okay, next up is Alan in Aberdeen. Alan's wondering if you've any recommendations for saving money on fuel bills. Now, I'm pretty sure that we've done at least an aspect of this in a podcast before now, haven't we? But on fuel bills specifically, Phil? Yeah, I think we covered it in the, the one of the first podcasts we did this year, which was... Um, I think I can't remember, was it cutting your bills or, or saving money on your bills? The, the one thing I would say when it comes to, to fuel is use a, an off-gem accredited comparison site. So um, I, I'm actually going through it myself at the moment. My, I can't remember, gas, electric, probably both is, is kind of up at the minute. At the minute, I'm using a, company, a website called USwitch. They're one of the accredited ones by Off-Gem. In the past, I've used Money Supermarket. They're another Off-Gem accredited site. But if, if you go on the Off-Gem website, it's got a list of it's maybe about a dozen kind of comparison websites on there that are all accredited by, by them. So definitely worth taking a look at them. Get, get a copy of your bill as well, and that makes it easier when you are comparing the, the costs of energy. It would just say, if uh, you're going to get in touch with a question, you might want to take a look at our back catalogue because we've covered, well, a lot of topics now uh, and we might have touched on what you're interested in. I'm John Ellis. Thank you for joining us today for Personal Finance with Phil Anderson. If you feel you need a helping hand with anything that we've been talking about or anything else of a monetary matter, find Phil for finance. Search Phil Anderson Financial Services online or on the Facebook page for the show. Search Personal Finance with Phil Anderson. That's Personal Finance with Phil Anderson on Facebook. Phil's on Twitter and LinkedIn as well. Or why not email Phil a question that he can answer on a future show? His address is phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. That's phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. You can send a question and Phil could be answering it in an upcoming podcast. And please be assured, as I say, we won't use your real name if that's what you prefer. Remember, if you found this useful, please rate and recommend us. And please subscribe on Apple or whatever you get your podcast. Then you'll get us every week with the info you want when you need it. You'll get all the links that you need on Phil's social media. Good luck with your money. Phil's doing his best to help make that cash go further. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks, John.